Hey guys, welcome to the Let's Wander podcast. I'm your host, Morgan. Today we're going to be talking about whatever is wandering through my mind. The intentions for this podcast are to expand my mind as well as yours on different ways to shift your mindset and um, just to really bring in everything wonderful in this world. There will be many laughs, realizations, and maybe some tears. This is definitely a place where I will be sharing some deep thoughts and we will be working through um, different mindset barriers and ways to improve our mindset and our appreciation and connection with nature. and welcome back to the Let's Wander podcast. I am so excited because today I have a recording from my first ever interview. My interview was with Alicia from Gets, from starting with Alicia. So sorry. Um, I am so, so excited about this. There is so much um, amazing topics that we that we tackle here. Um, in this episode, you are going to hear a little bit about Alicia's story, how we met. Um, we both worked at McDonald's together um, when we were like 16 in North Bay. So that's pretty awesome. And I think it's really funny how we both ended up in Manitoba after all of these years. So I haven't seen Alicia in a long time. So this is really a fun um, event where we get to catch up and really discuss the shifts that we've both seen in our lives. Because since we last seen each other in North Bay, so much has changed for both of us in respect to our our career paths, in respect to our perspective on the world and everything like that. So I am so excited to share with you this amazing uh, reunion of friends and definitely um, like a collaboration of of unstoppable women and I'm so so here for it so listen enjoy and I will see you on the other side okay oh my god like I don't know so I was I don't I have no plan I'm just like okay I need to talk to Alicia about this because I watched all of your YouTube video well like five of them I was like okay I need to hear about her story and I want to ask mindset questions and I need to know like how you're you were able to shift through like 16 year old alicia at mcdonald's to here so um yes i am super excited to get in this so if you um and i don't know what kind of stuff you want for your youtube channel like was there anything specific that you were looking for or no not really just kind of like yeah just anything um yeah yeah, like I just want to say thank you for like watching it and support (laughs) it like no that makes me so happy and um yeah like my show series got like pretty good it got like pretty popular there so Mm -hmm. it was good it makes me excited and um, yeah it was a really hard struggle even the past two years but like yeah from McDonald's so yay (laughs) no I'm excited awesome okay I'm so so oh I just okay I'm gonna like just take a second and be like, ah, like, I'm so, so excited about this. Like, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity of some sort because I've watched you through this whole thing, right? So did you come in first for both of your, I don't understand how bikini works. Yeah, so I only did one show, but so like how Bikini Works is um, there, so it's one division. And then, so I entered in three classes. So the first class that I entered was True Novice. So that means like never competed before. Um, like it was our first time on stage, everyone that was in that category. Oh. Um, and then I competed in Novice. So that was, you've never placed. So you've just never won or placed top three in your category. And then I also did my height class, class E. Um, I'm 5'7", so I'm pretty average average for height um yeah and then I won all three classes in my first show so that was super that's super exciting so, that's so high. Cool. yes that's awesome and especially because like I followed other people that have done the bikini stuff here and there but never I didn't get to see as much of the background as what I seen with you so it was super cool and like actually insane because at first it seemed like it was just like that that from when you guys you and um sorry I forget your boyfriend's name Cody Cody yes from when you and Cody were in Dominican or something with a monkey on your head to Mm -hmm. 
winning this thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like when I seen the photos side by side and you said the time that it was, I, it felt like it was literally like three months that it all had happened. Like it seemed so quick. Yeah. And it's so funny, like looking back, like every day it felt like it was so hard. It was like so slow. Like the show was never going to come. It was never happening. And now that I'm like two months post show, I can't believe that it's, it's all gone by. No, that Dominican, we got back from the trip. And then I think it was like three weeks later, that's when I contacted a coach and I actually started training. So it was very quick after that trip. I saw those pictures and I wasn't like, I had already lost so much and was so proud of what I'd done, but I still just, once I realized I was capable of that, I knew there was so much more. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Yay. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Like I obviously, I know who you are, but, and I'm not sure who is listening to my podcast. Like they probably know who you are and stuff, but let's start from the beginning. Like explain your, like not explain yourself, um, introduce yourself a bit. Like, let us know kind of who you were up until the point when you made that decision to get into bikini, like bring us through the mindset of Alicia in in North Bay, in Ottawa, and then in Brandon. For sure. Yeah. So I'm 24 years old um, and I'm just recently living in Brandon, Manitoba, but I'm originally from Oshawa. So South of Toronto, Um, both my parents are like very poor. We like were a welfare family growing up. um, So it was obviously like very difficult. Um, And then my dad kind of left the picture like early on. So I had always had like that single mom. Um, My grandparents were so involved. So I just saw a lot of hard work all the time. So um, I knew you kind of obviously had to work for everything that you had and we didn't have a whole lot so that was definitely instilled in me and then as we kind of got older um, my mom kind of took a bad track of life she just kind of gave in to all of those kind of demons and um, wasn't really in a place to um, raise us or even like kind of raise herself at that point so we ended up going into foster care um, when I was 12 years old and that's when I actually moved to North Bay Um, my mom's from there so we'd always had gone back in fourth, like every couple months living there. Um, but yeah, I finally lived there, um, sorry, moved there officially when I was 12. Um, started going to Fricker, everything like that. Um, and then at that point, so before then I had always been kind of very skinny. I was a tall kid. Um, at one point I was very malnutrished we're still recording good and then um yeah once I got to North Bay I started getting like healthy amounts of food um and that's when I realized like food was kind of always there and then I really just kind of took onus in that food was very much there for me emotionally um it was always available it would never say no to me it was never mad at me disappointed me so I just really really gave into that like super hard um I always would like eat my meals upstairs and then that's when I started to binge um because people would like make comments about how much I was eating um the types of food I was eating like after dinner if I would snack or something so then I started to feel very self-conscious about it so I started to eat in my room um just kind of hide and then obviously started to gain weight pretty rapidly. Um, People would comment on it. And again, I would just be very ashamed and I just kind of would avoid it. Um, And then I started working at McDonald's at 16 and that was even rougher. (laughs) Yes. It was, it was a bad, it was a bad time. They would, uh, they kind of took advantage of us a little bit, as I'm sure you like would remember. (laughs) They would get us to like stay late and they would give us food in replace of breaks. And like, of course, when you're a 16 year old kid and you don't really know what's up, you'll just take that double Big Mac and you're like, yeah, I'll stay for two, three more hours. Like, no problem. I don't need a break. Oh gosh. Sorry. I'm going to kind of interject here because I can relate to that so much. And I remember when I was like, I was going through some, like I was, I worked at McDonald's for six years from when I was 15 till I don't, whatever six years from that was, but like, I wasn't in the best spot emotionally, especially with my weight as a larger human. Um, But just the kind of uh, container that was there wasn't the most positive people there hated themselves. So they, wanted everybody around them to hate themselves too so I didn't find that was a very good um, environment to be in I remember one of the older ladies I walked in one day and she's like Morgan what drugs are you doing because I started to look healthier I might have also been smoking weed at the time but 
it, you know, it didn't really affect it. And, but she accused me of being on like hard drugs because I had lost weight and I'm like, nope, just eating less and going to the gym, you know, yeah, just trying to take care of myself. And mm-hmm. that's not the environment that's supportive of that hundred percent. And exactly. yeah, heard when all of your managers and everyone above you is so negative and so angry all the time. And you kind of just, you're so impressionable and you're so young, you just kind of soak that up and you think that's who you have to be to survive there. Uh, like I was very, very mean in high school. And like, I was that like blunt in your face friend, but I was just mean and I didn't realize it at the time, but it's cause I was just so uncomfortable with myself and felt so many pressures that I just, that was the easier personality to deflect everything. And I'm not vulnerable ever. Ha ha. I'm super heavy. You're so funny. Like, yeah. It's just, and we were both very similar like that. Like we were not pessimistic people, but we were like, ha, I'm going to be angry first and I'm going to, whatever. Oh, like, and especially with the, I want to talk about the, with the people that you surround yourself with too, because we kind of, you take on a persona of the people that you're surrounded by. And like, to me, I had always been shy. I had always been quiet until I got into this environment that was created by negativity all of my friends also worked at mcdonald's so all of that negativity from that corporation where everybody hated themselves expanded Mm -hmm. into everything and everybody hates themselves in high school anyways but well i shouldn't say i shouldn't say that but everybody is struggling with themselves at that point. It's a hard time. Everyone wants to seem cool and like things don't bother them. And it's, everyone is just trying to live off that pressure. And it's, it was really hard. It was a really, really hard time. And McDonald's, yeah, it wasn't a super healthy environment. Um, But then that's when I started, like, it just got so much worse at McDonald's. Like I would eat in my car before I would go into my house and have dinner. And like, I just was ashamed. And like, it was to the point where like my custom breakfast order at McDonald's, like we got that half off discount, but I think I still like would just make it so insane that it was like still $9 like every day. And like, I would eat there every day, if not twice a day, three times. And like, no, just so bad. It got to the point where like I'm 19 and I'm pre-diabetic. I am about 75 pounds overweight. I have like my energy is non-existent. I don't drink water. I have, I like bail out of exercise, like in gym class, just so rough. And then we graduate, um, kind of move on toward those paths. I went to Aurelia for a quick year, quick little year, um, dropped out of college. There was in a very bad relationship. Um, I had transferred to McDonald's, um, to a different city. And again, I found that to be even more toxic than our McDonald's in North Bay, to be honest, because we were so close to Toronto in Aurelia that like people were just mean. Like that's when I had my first milkshake thrown at me. Um, like, Oh yeah. Like if we took too long in our, like in like people would take their food and they would yell at us to kill themselves as they're like ripping away. Like it was just so intense. And I was trying to go to college for the first time. I was living on my own with a boyfriend who was not good. It was not a good time. He was a very angry person. Um, and I was just very self-conscious and I was really scared. Um, and I didn't know anyone out there. Um, I ended up making a few really good friends, which was fantastic. And there's some, still some of my best friends to this day. Um, but I had to kind of like devise a plan to get out of there and to move us back to North Bay for a year. Um, just kind of settled down there. I went back to work to McDonald's and kind of just did that Monday to Friday, six to two. I just grinded as much as possible to get out of there. Um, and that time wasn't too bad, to be honest, because um, I was a little older at that point. I was 19 going on 20, I think, around then. So I kind of just grinded through it. And then that's when I started to go to college for the second time, um, for a personal support worker. And I actually discovered what health was. Right. Yes. Yeah. Cause nobody teaches yeah. us like, no, exactly. Oh. And then like in college to learn how to take care of people who are vulnerable and can't take care of themselves. And then I realized how much I was neglecting myself. Um, and then we did, um, like our residency and everything and our placements. And then I was taking care of like 300 pound people who, and like, I had, it's not, it's nothing against them, but they had lost the ability to walk. And just because they just sheer didn't want to, they just 
kind of took their body for granted. And then it had just gotten so bad past the point where they needed someone to help them get up in the morning and get dressed and just seeing how vulnerable they were and how much it hurt them. It just really made me appreciate my body and what I'm still so young and I have so much that I can do and I just need to get out there and get it. Um, so that job was, it was a very, very big wake up call. Uh, and then, yeah, my best friend, Tori, she started bringing me to the gym. We started exercising a little bit. I didn't take it super serious though. Um, and then we graduated and I moved to Ottawa. Yes. Oh, that's so like, I love that because, well, first of all, the part that we knew nothing about any sort of taking care of ourselves okay. until we go to post-secondary and learn, <laughs> oh, like this is what it takes to take care of somebody minimally like yeah but I'm not doing that for myself so exactly. I think that's really powerful I really like how you were able to and honestly your self-awareness is so amazing because for you to be able to look back especially when you were younger and then you started to realize oh food's there for me like that probably took a lot of reflection for you to do looking back and that's so amazing okay. because I remember I was I was super scared to even look back on my past uh, Mm -hmm. up until recently I've I have a little envelope of um notes to myself that I wrote probably about five years like near the end of high school university and stuff and it said to it said open on my birthday in 2019 when I turned 15 or 25 and I was too scared to open it for two years I've been too scared to open it and I finally yeah. have like looked in it and I'm like oh like because it's scary to look back and realize where things were hurting and how you were coping with that and in an unhealthy way a lot of the ways like with drinking and stuff like that for me exactly. um so I think that's really cool and I really love the the journey that you've been through so far up until like it's already so drastic up until Ottawa once you got yeah. the those friends those lifelong friends like Tori who were able to make a positive influence on or impact on your life thankfully and yeah. then like the small task of going to the gym, like that just completely changed your whole life. And I love looking at those moments. That's so cool. No, it was so great. She was a fantastic friend. Like she would sit outside my apartment and she's like, well, I'm not leaving until you come down and go. Like yes. I would try to kill all the time. No, she is a really, really great friend. No, it's so cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Like, and I went vegan in college too. That was a big thing. I, yeah, we learned a little bit about nutrition and then I went home and I just like got caught in this YouTube cycle about like factory farming and like just all of these things. And it literally in one night I went from had ribs with my boyfriend and that night I stopped eating meat and haven't since. And it was just such a drastic change. And it was so sudden and very, very unexpected because I was a huge meat person and I was mm -hmm. huge dairy and like, yeah, it was super hard, but that's awesome because that's such a hard thing. Like I just cut out beef this summer and that has been like, it's been easier than I expected it to be, but up until that point up until that really cute cow video I seen this summer I yeah. was always like nope never giving up steak can't do it mm -hmm. never giving up alcohol I haven't drank since like October and oh, that's wow. the longest I've probably went without drinking since I was like 14. Mm -hmm. oh yay me I'm excited for this but it, though sometimes those shifts those huge drastic changes are what we need to get our life on track because to me like what in my woo-woo mind that sounds like a intuitive nudge like you were called to continue on this healthy path and you were able to do that and you gave into that so I really love seeing kind of how your spiritual path was created in my little woo-woo way of thinking so no it 100 percent was be deciding to be more aware of animals and what i put in my body like that was the biggest sign of like i need to pay attention to what i eat and where my food comes from and that was the biggest thing and that made the most drastic change so that was about the first time i had lost a lot of weight it was about 60 pounds in a year just from switching cutting out meat and dairy. And then I just felt so much better. I had more energy. Mm. I was actually excited to go to the gym. And then it was at the point that by, when I moved to Ottawa, I was in such a routine of being vegan and going to the gym and like treating myself right and like vitamins um, that it was really good, but I was still drinking all the time. I was going out in Ottawa constantly and like mm. 
there's a lot to do there. It's really fun. And <laughs> there's a lot of really cool people. And it like though that year was such a good time in my life. Like I met so many fantastic people that again, like are friends to my date, like to this day still. And it's just, it's such a positive, like fun environment, but again, it's what you want to take out of it. So I still just was drinking. And like, there was a point where I was doing Molly, like two, three times a week. And like, it was like five, six weeks in a row. And I was starting to not see that it was a problem. So that's when I was like, oh no, like we're getting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause people like to have fun there and it's not everyone obviously, but it's some of the crowd that I fell in with. Um, and then that's when I met Cody though. And he was like, that's not, uh, that's not chill. Like your brain can't handle that. Like that's not very good to do to yourself. And I was like, wow, that's right. Like I'm so conscious about the food that I eat, but I'm like, yeah, Molly, no problem. Yeah. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it's easier just to make them two separate things, right? Yeah, like, it's like blinders. No, oh, like, doesn't. What are you talking about? It's not yeah. the same. Oh, I did the same thing with drinking when I was in university. I would literally work out like obsessively and mm-hmm. um, be so conscious of the food I was eating, like quinoa, like pretty much raw. Yeah eating good food but only five days a week and then the other well two and a half I was drunk and eating tin and pizza and not doing good things to my body but then I would do it all over again and continue to obsessively try to sweat out what I ate that weekend yeah oh And that yeah it's it's rough like it's and when you're it's fun and it's you have really good memories with your friends but then it's yeah to a point where it's definitely not a healthy option anymore and need that change so yeah moving to Manitoba was a huge change like Mm -hmm. obviously there's nothing out here like and we don't live like in the big part of Winnipeg of uh, Manitoba so we're two hours away from Winnipeg so there is no concerts there's no like big parties there's nothing like that so yeah I got here I started working at a gym and everyone at my club is very, very health focused. We all work out like religiously and it's a, it was a really, really good environment switch for sure. That was probably the biggest change. That's so awesome. And I love that you were able to um, recognize that and put yourself into like, because when you were thinking about moving to Manitoba, how did that go? Were you like, oh, I don't know, I'm going to leave North Bay behind, like sad, or were you like, yes, get me the hell out of here now? It was a little bit of both. Like I had kind of like, I was at that one year in in Ottawa and it was just exhausting and like very financially draining. Um, And me and my roommate were not doing good. We had gone from friends to like very hard, like indifferent, like it was a rough time. Um, So I was ready for a big change. Obviously it was moving farther away from my family because Ottawa is only four hours away from North Bay. So it wasn't bad, but moving provinces is like very, very different. It's like either a full day drive or a like expensive flight to go home. So that was kind of the biggest thing that made it a toss up. But um, no, I just knew immediately that I had to come here to be with Cody. There was no other way to really make our relationship work. And at that time I was working as a personal support worker. So I had a career that was fairly easy to move and it just made sense to kind of do it since he was in the military and he is not able to move. Yes, exactly. Right. That's, that's so awesome that you were able to do that. And Brandon's not too bad. I have a cousin that did the same thing. Um, Krista Jimson, I think you know her. I don't know. Anyways, I just assume everybody in Brandon knows each other because I think it's North Bay. But yeah, like I can really relate to moving to moving provinces. And I I, I would say it's like a three-day drive just because I'm conscious yeah. of that. But we do crazy and we just like drive straight. Oh god, that makes <laughs> me so very nervous. <laughs> yeah, we're we're psychos. So that's why we don't go home often. It's not good. Oh, but yeah, like that's so awesome that you were able to just throw yourself right into the gym um kind of job there. Were you enjoying the PSW work or were you kind of like 
yeah, I was, I was pretty done with it. It's very emotionally draining. Um, and kind of just, I was doing a lot of shift work. I couldn't find like a good steady kind of job here either. It was, a lot of it was like, I, at one point was working for three different agencies and it's just, it was a lot to juggle. And like, we had just gotten a puppy and I just was kind of done with the career, uh, with the career field. And I find that Manitoba, it's kind of different from Ontario. Um, I, not that the standards are lower, but I just, different organizations enforce what they want to enforce. And I'm just not that type of person, especially in healthcare. Like I'm very rules, I'm very consistent and you have to when you're dealing with people's lives. And so I just didn't want that responsibility anymore. So after, right before we left for Dominican, the job at Good Life came up in sales as kind of a fitness advisor. Um, and so I applied for that, like literally, I think it was like, three or four days before we moved, I did the interview and we got the call right after I got back and I started there pretty soon. So that was the biggest change of everything. That, that was fantastic. I made so many friends. I started my own personal training business from working there. I discovered bodybuilding, lost another hundred and like 15 pounds. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'm just, no, it's been just absolutely life-changing working there. Oh. I I love it so much. I'm so sad I'm not at work at right now. Yeah, no, I bet. I'm yes. Oh, COVID like oh. changes everything for sure. I know. Because you, everything's so. The routine, fact that it's, I'm laid off. Right. Oh yeah. That the stress doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but the routine, like, no, I'm and sure. I'm really, like, oh yeah. Gosh. 100%. Yeah. Like I usually spend 10, 11 hours a day in the gym or in different gyms around town and like just working with my clients. And yeah, I'm very routine driven. I live by my schedule to the minute. And if one thing is messed up, the whole thing needs to adjust. Like, yeah, I'm very, very crazy about that. So that's been the hardest thing about COVID and being laid off. But I have made my own home schedule that I'm very routine about and very strict. And it's it's working and we're getting back to the good place. Good, good. Yes. I, I can relate with the, with the scheduling. I have my planner. I have three mm -hmm. different calendars in my phone for some reason. Like I am, I can so relate to that, but, um, oh, I had something in my head. Oh, well, it'll come back if it's meant to be, but, um, I have some, okay, wait, is there anything else that you want to add to your journey? And then we can get into kind of like, yeah, no, I feel like that's pretty well it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been super long. There's been a lot of obstacles and um, especially this past year has been really hard. COVID threw a lot of things into play and I uh, recently like lost my grandpa like right before I started prep and right before I started training for competitions. So Aww. yeah, it was, so it, was, I'm so it was really hard. He was a big, big supporter of me competing and me even just like being into fitness and no, he, uh, it was really hard, but it's uh it's been a difficult year but we're getting there there's been a lot of good things that have come from this year too so my focus was just growth and i definitely think i accomplished that and that's just going to go into 2021 and just growth all the time everywhere that's awesome that's i love that you have that perspective of it because it it's so easy to just allow yourself to go into that negative downward spiral of everything sucks like why is this happening to me but with every yeah. bad, there is good and there's lessons to be learned. So, but I am so sorry to hear about your grandpa. I know how close you guys were and how much of a support he was. So, mm -hmm. but it's good. He is not in pain anymore. He's, he's up there with everyone else. So and I've, I've definitely felt him with me too this past year. So it's, it's been hard, but I knew he was watching from stage and it was good. I have him uh, on a little necklace in my car and I have this like little ritual of like every day I'm in the car. I just like give it a little kiss and it's just Aww. sweet. He's still there. I love that. That's so sweet. Yeah, definitely is still your guardian angel for sure. Oh, that's so amazing. So with that whole journey like obviously you needed to stay positive during that and your mindset had to be at a good place for you to be able to work your way past all of these obstacles that you were encountering so what was there any moment when you physically or mentally had to remind yourself no we're gonna make it through this like we're gonna it's gonna be okay and kind of coax yourself back over into that positive mindset or like yeah. where you specific times where you struggled and where you just knew you needed to 
take a couple more steps and you would be okay? Yeah, definitely. The hardest part was when the show got postponed the first time in March. I was two weeks out. I had prepped for like six months at that point. Um, it was really, really hard. I had kind of pushed through all of these like really difficult months. Cody had got assigned on a course um, about two weeks to me being into prep. So I prepped by myself the whole time um, working and prepping and having a puppy and like trying to be there for him and not feel selfish for working out all the time. It was really, really hard. And then the show got canceled two weeks out due to COVID. Um, and I did not react well. I 100% ate my feels and I just was so angry and I just sat into that like, why me? Like, it's ridiculous. I put so much hard work in and then it kind of just, yeah, I just woke up and I was like, no, like there are hundreds of athletes that are in the exact same position I'm in. Um, my I'm not any more special than they are for my show being canceled. I'm, the promoters are losing money. Everyone's being affected by this. And it kind of just, I wasn't the only one that was suffering in it. So that's, yeah, I had to just be honest with my coach and Cody and I had to just flip my mindset. So that was definitely the hardest part of prep, uh, but bodybuilding as much as, it just, as much, as much as it's physical and it's like diet and working out, it is all mindset. Like there are so many days where you don't want to get up and work out, but you don't have a choice if you want to do it and you want to do well. And it very much comes down to determination and uh, tenacity at a point where it's, your mindset's got to be number one and you have to think you're number one and every day you are working for that number one. And so it's, yeah, it's hard, but. Oh, I love all of that. That like, I'm just shaking my head. It goes like, yes, all of it because like you have the ability to do whatever that you want to do. You just have to make that choice. That's the hardest part is exactly making the choice to say I'm winning this. So yeah. have fun, like just watch, you know? Exactly. That's so awesome. So did you have, and I know, especially with like, like not even the competition part, but just losing weight in general for yourself. Was there kind of a, a motivator behind that besides just wanting to take care of your body? Was it more like, I just need to show myself that I care about like, I don't know how I you know, yeah, my mind is moving. Okay. Yeah, the biggest thing was just like realizing that once I had lost that first little bit, that wow, no, like it was possible. Um, like I remember when I got diagnosed with being like pre pre diabetic and like iron deficiency. Like my doctor gave me like this big scary like warning. He never once talked to me about my food or my exercise. Just told me I needed to like lose weight and whatever. But he told me that. I would never weigh below 160 pounds because of my genetics and just the way that I was built. And that was going to be my life. And like, I just gave into that. I believed that every day. And then once I had just decided that that was not factual and that I like that, no, I was definitely going to overcome that. And I did a little bit of research and realized that girls, my height on stage typically weigh about like 118 pounds. Like we don't have a weight cap. Like ours division is not about weight at all. It doesn't matter. Um, but once I realized I had to kind of be around that area to even be on stage and be serious about it, that was the biggest, like, okay, like we can hit that. We can get there and we took it nice and slow. And yeah, it was just definitely proving to myself and uh, my doctor and just everyone that told me it was just genetics and life. And it's not at all. It's the work. It's what you do. That's so amazing because something that I talk about just in general um, for mindset are limiting beliefs. And they usually come from, from people just saying things to us like they probably that doctor probably doesn't even remember telling you that oh. but that literally like just stuck in your head the whole time and right. created this narrative about yourself that you believed for however long you know yes. so once you were able to identify that and like flip it and say fuck this like I'm doing I'm doing I'm gonna be on stage and I'm gonna kill it like yeah. in 20, middle of a pandemic without even being allowed to be in a gym for half the time like I'm going to dominate this field or on the stage and you did it like that was that's so powerful no that I was that choice it was incredible like I remember like I was backstage everyone was like 
it wasn't a super positive environment backstage at the show. Like, I'm not sure if it was just nerves or kind of COVID. Like, we obviously weren't allowed to be very close to each other. Like, we had to amass the whole time. So it was fairly distant. But um, I was just having a great time back there. Once it, the stress was done, the work was done. I couldn't do anything other than get on stage and pose. I just, I was backstage, like, bopping around, dancing, like, talking to the crews. Like, I was just, like, so excited. Like, I was like, who's having a good time? Like, <laughs> let's get back on stage. <laughs> uh, it's, I fell in love. I'm so excited. It's no, it's fantastic to challenge yourself like that. And I've just, the amount of that I've learned about myself in the past two years is just nuts. That's amazing. And I can totally just see you back there, like so excited because your energy is so infectious when you get like excited and going, you know what I mean? Like I've been sucked in a few times with that. So I'm sure that did all of all so many wonders in the backstage. It would probably annoyed some of the girls because they were pissed that they couldn't be that happy, but that's awesome. I love that. And then especially when I got told I had to wait um, after I won my height class to battle for the overall, I was like, I'm in the overall. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, it was, uh, the girls were not digging the vibes, but <laughs> I had the time of my life. Can't wait to do it again next year. Yes, that's awesome. And I hear so many stories of girls, do women doing this and then they do it once and they're done because they have a a shitty time doing it and I'm glad that you were able to make it into something that you love like a passion this is your passion and you are living it and I am so happy to see you doing that because not many people have that chance so I'm really glad that that's something that you found I'm super excited about it and I love watching it so oh, it's awesome yeah bodybuilding can get kind of a negative view on it sometimes because it can be extreme but it's a professional sport so a lot of things are extreme when you're doing stuff like that but it's all about what people do if people do it in an unhealthy way they're gonna be unhealthy and they're gonna have those results so that's the biggest thing is there are so many ways to do this and it's just what people put into it so i get so annoyed when people like blame the sport and blame bikini and ruin their image and it's really hard mentally 100 percent. and some people can't take that and that's just like fact but it's also what you do and yes. how you read it and you control everything and your coach is the biggest thing too if your coach doesn't know what they're doing or they like those unhealthy methods then you're probably not going to have a good time and you're not going to want to do it again and you're going to be miserable so yes exactly okay that's so great because I remember what before I seen you starting to do it I've seen other women do the same thing where they go and do the bikini thing but it's not it wasn't as health oriented it was it was those unhealthy um extremes that you see every yeah. now and then you know like and Hours that's going yeah exactly so and that's the same thing where you get a piece of information and it shapes the way you look at it but to keep an open mind and know that not everybody is starving themselves to go up on those stage because like men though those girls are buff like yeah. those girls could crack my head open you know what i mean like i yeah. It's sure. so insane. Well, I, I'm sure they wouldn't, but like, it's oh yeah, all so nice. So but <laughs> it like just to see the strength and power that these women get to stand in in those amazing heels, nevertheless, like it's yeah. so powerful to see. And I'm, I love that. Not all of it is that negative. Like, of course, it's just this little sliver that that is the negative. But yeah. And it's what you do. It's what you take out of it. Exactly. It's, much, it's what, if you go into it negative and hating it and you hate working out, you hate cardio, you hate dieting, you're going to hate the whole experience. Cause that's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, and I find a lot of people sugarcoat it. So that's, yeah, I, on my, like when I recorded it for YouTube, like I was very honest about it. I was very tired. It was a lot of cardio. It was a lot of working out. And there was many points when I didn't want to, but what do you want more? <laughs> being on stage for those 10, 15 seconds or not doing it. And it's just up to everyone to make their own choice and what's worth it to you. Yes, exactly. And again, like that's where all of the power lies is in that choice, right? And what you believe that you can succeed. Exactly. Yeah. That you can accomplish in yourself. Oh, that's so cool. I just have um, some questions about in general, how did the people that you kept around you in your inner circle as on different aspects of your journey, how did the people that you kept around you 
impact where you were at that point of, of your journey. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I've been very fortunate. Like everyone in my life is very supportive, um, especially at work. Like we all work in a gym. So everyone is very, very supportive of me competing and stuff. Um, same with Cody. He's always been so, so into it. Um, I've obviously like had a few people that like bring up concerns sometimes. Um, uh, like I had one aunt message me and ask me if I was um, eating unhealthily or if I was kind of in that eating um, disorder range or anything like that. And I could, I guess, understand where she was coming from um, because I did lose a lot of weight in, I guess, in her opinion, a short amount of time. Um, but the first year before I stepped on stage, I only lost one pound per week. Like I only lost 50, I think it was 54, 55 pounds in that whole first year. So, and doing it healthily is about one to two pounds per week. So um, I would actually say that I'm healthier than the like a like large majority of people. So I understand some concern like that, but it was very, very brief. Um, not a lot of people have brought anything up like that. Everyone's been very supportive and especially on social media and stuff like that. Um, I never really thought that I would have anyone like care about what I'm doing and want to see it and actually like be into the show and stuff like that. But no, it's been very well received. Um, yeah, I've even gained like a lot of, um, I'm going to support from people that I didn't know were watching me or cared about my journey and stuff. So that was just, yeah, you never know who you're affecting and what you're doing. So just being very open and honest and putting whatever out there is, yeah, it's been really good. And um, people are receiving it very well. That's awesome. Yeah. And I know from me, like my own personal perspective and feelings of it like I just love seeing other women live their life and live their purpose you know like I love seeing women get passionate about what they're doing and so I will follow anybody like if you're making bread and you're excited about it I would I'm there like I'm here to support everyone and it's I can see because I even in North Bay such a small place Mm -hmm. right and again with the negativity and all of that stuff so when someone who you think you've known your whole life but it's only the first like how like I've known you since all of high school right so to see you from like when I knew you to all of these amazing changes I can see how if somebody was jealous or didn't understand the process they could Mm -hmm. be like start throwing shade but I remember when I was watching you I'm like man, she looks so good. Like she looks healthy and it, you didn't look like the other kids that had gone off and maybe done a few too many drugs where they were not looking healthy, you know, like, so it was very, it was refreshing to see compared to other things that could have been going on in Mm -hmm. people's lives. You know what I mean? It's so nice to see positive changes happening for people that I've, I've known and grown with. Cody's always like so ready for any kind of like negativity on my posts or like my videos or anything and like I don't know if he like thinks that people just like are super like mean like that or like I don't know I feel like he thinks I have like thousands upon thousands of followers and like have enough trolls like that but like yo no one's gonna say that and like if they do it's just like so easy to like message and like hey Uh, what's wrong like are you like it's just and that's I'm at such a point in myself where I know it's it's not me it's not anything to do with them and because I've been in that place where I've said things that I don't mean and I put out angry little comments because I feel like it'll make me feel better and make them be less proud of what they've accomplished but once I realized how damaging that was and uh, how it's not fair to criticize people and put at like like if you put out negativity you're gonna get it and I don't want any negativity so once I realized that's how life is I yeah it just flipped that real quick yes I love that perspective that's that's exactly it like you get what you put out and I I don't know something that has popped into my head for wondering is because on my body confidence journey I guess body image journey it was a flip from comparing myself to everybody and thinking oh I'm not good enough I'm not small enough blah 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 all of this to realizing that I am worthy I am powerful I am beautiful no matter what and loving myself and appreciating my body no matter what it looked like and I'm just wondering if there was ever a point in your journey where that has happened, where you just love and appreciate your body no matter what. But I know that in your video, you talked about um, 
when you got injured and you were working through that um, and how that negatively affected you, but ultimately you were able to um, approach that differently and re reset your um, perspective there. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, like that's kind of um, what I'm going through right now is just I'm having to redo that self-love journey and that body appreciation, um, like getting stage lean. So yeah, the past two years, I've just been so proud, so proud, so proud. I was always just accomplishing those mini goals. And obviously, like there was those ups and downs and um, those few times I would go off track or whatever, but there was nothing, there was never anything that was kind of serious. And then, yeah, two weeks post-show, I popped my hip out and injured myself so badly oh. um, to the point where like, I still can't really train legs very hard right now. Um, but yeah, I just got into that negative place again. And then I just like, I, those first few days were so rough because I had convinced myself that I had like torn my hamstring and that I was never going to pose again. I was never going to work out legs again. I had just like, was so negative so quickly. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out why I went to that so fast. Um, Cause I immediately sought like medical attention and everything. And I did what I had to do with it. I told my coach immediately and we backed off um, and I'm about four weeks now post injury and I can walk now. I can run now. Biking is good again. I can, I can bend over. Um, so I'm so excited and so happy about that now, but yeah, it was, I got into a really bad place and then I just, yeah, I sought in food again and I just, being injured and then kind of putting on a little more weight post-show than I wanted to rapidly. When I looked at myself, I saw Alicia from five years ago. And no matter how much I tried those first like two weeks of the injury, I just, I saw my old self and it didn't matter. I was gone. The new me was like, I knew it wasn't real. I had convinced myself that I was like a fake fit girl, that I hadn't like actually done it. And it just, I just lived in my head and it didn't help that like, obviously we got locked down the same time. Um, so not yeah. being at work and not having my routine was very, very difficult. Um, but yeah, I just, I had to just kind of go through that time though. And that's kind of what I realized and admitted to myself, no matter how much I tried to like fake that positivity, I had to just take the time I had to rest and I had to slowly come over the hurdle. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm still, so I'm kind of just focusing again, what I can control on. So I have a very strict morning routine. I do my yoga, my rehab, I do my cardio, I walk my buddy boy. I just kind of do all the things that make me happy and that I know make me feel good. And then every day, it's just that little bit more progress. I can bend a little more. I feel a little bit more closer to myself pre-show. And it's just, it's definitely a journey and it's really hard. I have a lot of clients who are having a hard time right now in Winnipeg because obviously they're shut yeah. down and they're kind of regressing a little bit they find in their progress and it's kind of hard to stay motivated so having to be that person for them is helping me as well and it's just no I gotta get it into gear and I have to help and this is not the end this happened before and we can handle it again and That's get back and track all of us so yes exactly and there's this phenomenon that they say about coaches is that whatever you're teaching you are always tested that mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty, that's, it's a, you're there to show other people that you can do it so that you, you can prove to yourself as well as everybody else that you are here for that. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. Being honest with my clients too, and telling them like, I am struggling as well. So we're in it. It's hard, but every day is a new day. And that's the, yeah, I find that it's, it's helping having my clients. It's obviously put more pressure and more stress, but I find it's been helping because I'm not the only one, obviously it's, it's a hard time of year. And so mm -hmm. just got to keep going. Exactly. And like, that's the thing, right? Not, you're not perfect. You're not the super Alicia that doesn't struggle or doesn't like eat a cupcake or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that you're perfect. It's that, you know, how to work through that and to hold your power as an imperfect person. So yeah. That's so awesome. I'm so glad that you were able to work through that, um, that hurdle, especially with an injury. I know like injuries ruin athletes, injuries yeah. ruin their whole career. So I'm really glad to hear that you're back to bending and able oh. to 
to I've never had it like I've never had an injury like that I've never I didn't do anything athletic like ever I like played volleyball occasionally growing up and like I did track and field occasionally but I never dedicated something and put so much time and energy and I think that's kind of what it was I just was like wow did I do all of that for nothing like mm-hmm. yeah. and then I and it's just, it was just such a simple mistake as to what I injured myself. Like I was just so, it was, I was mad. I was very, very angry at myself. So it's so easy to spiral with those situations yeah. too. Cause you're like, oh, I could have done this and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then you start hearing, cause it sounded like all of those, like those thoughts, oh, it's done. I'm a fake fit girl. All of those thoughts, like those were implanted in your brain from probably social media or society in some way. You know what I mean? Like, that's so, I'm so glad that you were able to get out of there. Oh yeah. I just, after the show, I was just so scared to disappoint people and not reverse perfectly and not keep going at the gym perfectly and not put the exact weight that I wanted on. And I just had put so much stress and pressure on myself and that when I crumbled and I was just like, so sad, like, Cody and my coach were both like, what are you talking about? Like, we're so proud of you. Like, we're we're not mad at all. Like, it happens. And I just, that's when I was like, oh, okay. Like, I did this to myself. Like, no one expects me to be stage lean still. No one expects any of it. I just, I expect it. So that's the hardest thing is being honest and taking the down and it happened, but we're climbing back up. Exactly. And like, you need rest, especially (laughs) like, but I understand you've been working out probably like 24 seven for however long. And then you're like, I can't do it. What, what is happening? Yeah. Oh my God. Like revolves around fitness. Like I wake up and I'm in spin class at 6am. I do my morning lift. I work all day where I talk about fitness and I get people on their journey. I come home and I work out with Cody, work out with my clients. Like it's my whole, my whole life is yes. all of that. So it's, yeah, it was hard when it kind of suddenly came to a halt, but my basement is now my, my fitness home. Yes. And I'm sure it's a, it's a form of self care. Like it, it fills you up with energy for the day, for your week. Like that's where you get your excitement. Like that's amazing. So to not be able to do that, I know how hard that can be when, especially with a routine and being so focused on your routine and throwing that off because I'm definitely that routine person. And like I have the same, the strict morning routine. I get up, I'll write a to-do list for the day, go take the dog that I live with for a walk, get my fresh air and then get into my stuff. Like it's, it's so simple, but it, if it, if it's thrown off, I'm done. Like my whole day is a little bit. Oh. And exactly. And it just, and you're in your mind. And especially if I find, if I don't work out, then I just, that's when I'll start to like, what are you doing? Like, it should be priority number one. And it's, it's hard not to get into that slip. So that's why, yeah, I just get up, get it done and just don't think about it. And mm-hmm. yeah. yes, those negative thoughts, like the overflow of negative thoughts that just jump in there. I've definitely, I talk about working through those as well. And it's very interesting because you're there and you have those nice thoughts, like the thoughts that are empowering that are like, yeah, you're a badass. You can do whatever it is. Like you can take all of the trophies home, but then you have that, like the ego that's popping a little devil. That's like, um, no, you suck. Mm -hmm. And you don't know it's loud and it's in your face and you're like, do I suck? Oh no. It's so hard, but that doesn't, oh, yeah. like, the negative thoughts have no stance. It's all, only the positive thoughts you should be thinking to, I think, or exactly. what's it called? Like accepting or acknowledging. Yeah. So. Well, and exactly. Like, especially like on YouTube and doing stuff like that. Like, it's really easy to focus on that one down view opposed to the 15 ups. Like, it's just, it's really easy. It's like, well, well, they didn't comment what they didn't like. Like, what do I do? Like, I don't know what they expect of me. And you just like, and you started, it's just so hard. And once you're like, but no, these people want it. And it's, yeah, it's, oh man, it's hard. Mental is, it's definitely like the biggest struggle. But um, once I kind of learned that that's where everything starts. And once you tell yourself and the, the stories that you tell and the facts that you decide to believe, that's where everything starts. Yes, exactly. Oh, it's so cool. I love, I love hearing it from a diff- everybody's perspective because everybody sees it like, a different way but every like it's the same yeah same thing. it's the same equation to get to success like you believe in yourself and 
do it. You yep. make the choice to do it and you do it. Like, it's so amazing. It's so cool. When no one else believes in you, you need to be the one person until people are behind you and realize what you can do. So mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it all. What is uh, the main thing that you see with your clients when it comes to, um, to fitness with a mindset? Like, do you see one specific mindset struggle? Is it kind of different for each person or is it similar? Yeah, a lot of it, um, everyone is like obviously super different, um, but a lot of my clients are kind of younger women. Um, so everyone in that like kind of 20 to like 30 range is like the clients that I usually work with. Um, and I prefer working with women. Um, not that I don't coach men. I just find that it's just easier to connect and stuff, obviously with women. Um, and I find that I just understand their struggles and their mindset. Um, but kind of the biggest thing is just, yeah, as attaching weight to self-worth is the biggest struggle that I run into. Um, and like, of course, like I'm guilty of it myself. Um, so they'll see other people, wow, I lost a hundred pounds in one year. And so they'll kind of come with like a huge big goal of something like that. And then they decide that they're not worthy until they hit that goal or till they're below that 150, one, whatever, whatever that magic number is to them, they aren't worthy. They're not allowed to be proud until they hit that. So that's like the biggest thing that breaks my heart. And it's like, it's so hard. Like, so I try to not focus on weight goals in my coaching and stuff like that. I am very on like small goals, like making sure you're hitting your water and your protein and getting good solid workouts and sleep. And then everything else kind of comes with it. Once you're in a good place, like that way, you can start those goals of like, okay, I want to for sure lose seven pounds this month. And then that way you can be a little more serious about it because once you're like not committed and if you don't believe you can do it, it's going to be easier to go off track and then blame that as to why you're not losing weight opposed to you're not being consistent. You're not focusing on the things that are going to get you there. So once you kind of take away that number focus, it's a little easier, but yeah, that's definitely the biggest struggle is number is self-worth. Yes. And that's, that you put it perfectly into words because I like I felt that in my past, but I couldn't put it to words. You know what I mean? And it's so sad because each individual person is born worthy, and nothing changes that. And it doesn't matter what you look like, what shape you're in, what you do, what what number is on that scale, you are still worthy, and it does not matter. Yeah, you 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 don't. I don't know how to put it. I just. You are worthy. That's it. That's all. If you are healthy and you feel good and you're nice to yourself and others, the results and the goals that you want are going to come. You just got to start with just, and it's really hard, but you got to start with loving yourself and appreciating the fact that you can walk. You have the ability to go to the gym. You have the ability to control your diet and everything like that. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to compete. It's a privilege to work out. It's a privilege to coach people and to do all that and once you kind of accept that and like you can control it so what you put into it is that's the only thing you're gonna get and no one's gonna do it for you so that's so perfect I love that so much so what if I don't know I don't I have never done an interview before and I don't know how to end it because I don't really want this to end because I really love our conversation. It's so much fun. Um, but if you had some like last, if you could just give one piece of like golden nugget information that will help um, young women work through their day today, what would that be? Um, is to seek help and not be afraid to seek help. Um, I thought I had to go through trial and error my whole fitness journey because Um, I just thought I had to learn it myself and I was scared to message people and like, wow, how did you do this? Like, what did you struggle with? I was just very insecure because I didn't want anyone to know that I was struggling. And once you kind of just take that ego out of it and everyone starts somewhere and the longer you procrastinate and don't act on the goals and the dreams that you have, the longer they're not going to happen. Oh my gosh. That's perfect. I love that so much. Yes, exactly. Like it's so simple, but it's such a scary thing because you hit it right on the head. Like you don't want to let on like you're struggling. That's one of my biggest downfalls is I will not like acknowledge that I'm hurting or struggling or anything. Like I'll literally be sitting beside Tyler crying and he'll be like, are you okay? I'll be like, yep, I'm fine. Like no worries. Yeah. It's so weird. It's how, how we put 
struggle with like weakness in society is not true at all. Everybody needs help and to yeah. lean on support, I think is the most powerful thing. So that's amazing. I love all of that. That's so perfect. So um, was there anything else that you wanted to cover? Like, did you have any other hopes and dreams for this call or? No, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, like I had a really good time catching up. Um, and yeah, I'd like super be down if we like think of like definitive topics or something and yes. kind of like, yeah, like, I don't know, we can plan and do more talks. Obviously there's lots more struggles and things to focus on and stuff. But I just want to say like, I'm super proud of you and your journey as well and what you've accomplished. Like even just watching you over the past little bit and like you branded yourself and then rebranded and like, oh, no, I, I love you. it. Your positivity is so good and you're very honest. You're very real and you're just genuinely trying to make people happier and better with themselves. And I love it. No, exactly. Women supporting women. It's so good to see. And Oh, oh, thank you so much. I love that. That's so, I'm so glad because I had the same thing. I'm like, nobody wants to see this. Like nobody, no one cares. Nobody cares but I don't care if you don't care. Like I'm doing it anyways. That's exactly. I would make YouTube videos if there was four people watching. It's exactly. Those four people care. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I would love to do something more consistently with like legit topics. That would be so much fun, like to collaborate. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and catch up. Like I'm so, so excited that, and like the fact that you're so close, but we still need to do the zoom kind of is depressing. But <laughs> once the coffee shops are legal, then we'll, we'll go get a coffee or it's something. Not gonna <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Exactly. Awesome. So yay. Well, thank you so much. Once this uh, yeah. video uploads and stuff, I will send it to you and then you can use it as you will. Um, yeah. Do you, do you want to let everybody know on my, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to do some clipping and stuff yeah, before sure. um, I do my podcast with it. Do you want me to send it to you before I air it or like, no, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Okay. I we also good things. So awesome. Yes, exactly. It's not like we're talking too much shit or anything, but um, <laughs> just let people know how to find you if they want to work with you and maybe just explain like who your main soulmate client is and who you kind of pull in to work with you. Yeah. Thank you for sure. Yeah. So you can find me on um, Instagram, Facebook, and my website is just starting with Alicia. Um, so on all social medias, it's all the same there. Um, you can find the link uh, to my website there and schedule consultations with me. So I always love to talk about people's mindset first and their goals before we jump into like any coaching or any payments or anything like that. I want people to feel comfortable with me and want to move forward um, and agree with my coaching style as well. So that's the biggest thing. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of chilling in Manitoba, you know, waking, <laughs> working for clients. Um, I don't really have any kind of like specific client that I like don't work with or anything like that. I am totally open to everyone. Um, I do have a few older clients as well, um, younger clients. Um, yeah, kind of just people that agree with my vibe and my coaching style as well. I am very supportive um, and very honest, but if you don't put the effort in, I don't put it in for you. So sometimes I'm a little too real for people, but it's kind of just the way that it works. And I, uh, yeah, no, it's really good. I, I love coaching, um, especially right now. I have a lot of time to do stuff like that. And I am actually going to be releasing in a few days. I'm doing a January fitness challenge. I did, one, yeah, I did one in October and it went super, super well. Um, there was a bunch of prize from a, um, a local supplement company here. And then some of our friends from Ontario, Serena and uh, Bree donated to the Ooh. prize. Well. So, yeah, it was awesome. It was a great time. So I'm going to do another one for January. Um, but with everything, I'm going to offer it at a discount just because of COVID and everyone, it's a really hard time of year. So I want people to focus on themselves without yeah. having to burden themselves. That's awesome. Yay. And how yeah. can they get more information on that? Just kind of follow on social yeah, media. Um, yeah. Just follow on my Instagram, starting with Alicia. I'm going to be putting a few of that stuff on my story in the next day or two. Once um, my graphic design artist finished sending it all to me so we can improve everything. And then, yeah, we'll send it out. I'm super excited. Yay. That's so awesome. I will keep an eye out. I'm so, so excited. Oh, I love it. I love it all. So I will put all of your links and stuff in the show notes as well. And we will be good for that. Yay. Okay. Well, it was so nice talking to you, Alicia. I hope you have a great day and we will be in contact for more exciting things. Thank you so much. Have a great day, Morgan. Bye. Bye.
Yay. So I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Let me know what you what you enjoyed about this episode. There is more to come. We are coming up with some fun, awesome ideas so we can do this more consistently and get you guys all of the value and all of the topics that we can. I'm so, so excited. I cannot wait to to work into this with Alicia. So, so exciting. Um, if you are interested in connecting with Alicia, find her on Instagram. All of her handles are starting with Alicia. All of the links will be in the show notes. Check her out. Check out her website. Um, If you are looking to try out some of her personal training, you like her vibe, um, go to her website, which is linked in the show notes, and you can uh, request a free Zoom call with her where you can see if you vibe as um, coach and trainee or whatever they call it in the sports world. So again, I just want to thank Alicia so much. I had so much fun recording this with her and I cannot wait to see what we come up with in the future. You guys, I can, there's so much shift. There's such a shift coming here. I, I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. All right. So again, let us know what you enjoyed. Let us know if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. We're not sure of the exact uh, layout of that, but definitely let us know if you have any ideas. Go check out her YouTube channel. She has awesome content on there about prepping, about um, the mental health and some struggles with that. It's her YouTube channel, starting with Alicia, is definitely a good place to start to get to know Alicia and to see a little bit about her journey. So thank you guys so, so much. I hope this podcast found you well, and I hope it leaves you even better. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.